The Justified Beliefs podcast is meant to be educational, informative, and engaging. Many different opposing religious views and various controversial topics will be discussed on this podcast. This podcast is not meant to belittle or offend anyone or their beliefs. This podcast is meant for a mature audience. If views expressed on this podcast and opinions expressed on this podcast upset you or send you in a downward spiral of anger, I kindly suggest you stop listening. Welcome to the first episode of the Justified Belief Podcast. I'm your host, Luca Jurak. So this episode is basically me having a conversation with my microphone, since I lack any listeners right now or guests, but that'll change moving forward. Um, I want to just use this opportunity to tell you guys listening out there in the ether what this podcast is all about. So this podcast is for people who are interested in uh, biblical prophecy, theology, the occult, and uh, New World Order type dealings. Uh, We will also be discussing different religious beliefs and discuss why we believe the things we believe. Also talk about um, a couple misconceptions in the Bible that are pretty interesting to say the least. Uh, Now, if you're a normal person and you're still listening to this, I invite you to free fall down the rabbit hole with me. And if you think it's all make-believe, well then I hope at the very least you get some, some comedic entertainment out of this podcast. Uh, I anticipate at some point folks may drop some mild profanity because tensions may run high. Um, All of that will be out to keep a more family friendly environment. Now that I give you now that I gave you guys an idea of what's going on in this little corner of cyberspace uh, before I end this intro episode, I want to share something with you all. It's a uh, interesting misconception about the Bible So I often hear and see people, both Christian and non-Christian, who are unaware of the reasoning as to why the God of Israel destroyed the cities around Israel or had Israel war with the cities and destroy them. If you didn't know, some of the Jews and the other people living around Israel were actually sacrificing human adults and in some cases children to various pagan gods. A lot of people leave that part out when they uh, talk about the wrath of God Uh, You know, they mostly talk about how God just angrily went around blowing cities up for no good reason, but they, uh, they never tell you why. (laughs) So, uh, there's actually a bunch of scripture uh, about this, but I'll give you a couple of, of uh, passages to check out on your own if you're interested. So the uh, first one we have for you is, uh, the book of numbers chapter 25, one through nine, Uh, It talks about the people of a city called Peor um, who were sacrificing humans to Baal. Um, Baal is another name for Satan. Uh, Also in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 12, 29 to 31, describes how some of the nations around Israel were burning their own sons and daughters to these pagan gods. So, and then in, uh, when we go ahead and check out uh, 1 Kings chapter 1, 1 through 4, describes that the people of the city of Ekron were serving Baalzebub, which again is uh, another name for Satan. And by serving, those are things like, you know, ritualistic things that they might do or, you know, the sacrifices and things like that. Um, basically, anything that uh, promotes Satan's dominion over the earth would be in service to him. Um, so last but not least, the book of Jeremiah, chapter 7, verse 31 Some of the Hebrews were influenced by the people living around them, and some began to turn away from God 
and started building altars in a place called, called Topeth. And uh, in Topeth, they started to immolate their own kids in the name of a pagan god called Molech. Now, for those of you who don't know what immolation is, it's a ritual where you have someone pass through a fire, they get burned, and are maimed for life. It's uh, pretty barbaric, gonna be honest, not sure what was around during those times that would compel someone to do that, but uh, it's pretty wild. So a, a couple of pagan gods the Bible talks about are the uh, Asheroth, which was a uh, female deity that some tribes around Israel worshipped. Uh, Milcom, a uh, male deity worshipped by a god, excuse me, worshipped by a group called the Ammonites. And uh, there's Chemosh, who was worshipped by a group called the Mobites. And then Molech, which we discussed, was another pagan deity. And then uh, finally, as we heard, uh, Satan. Satan as well. <laughs> so uh, what's really interesting is it turns out these pagan gods aren't just names in the Bible. So many of you may not know, but uh, archaeologists have actually found different statues and artifacts of these pagan gods in different regions of the Middle East. You uh, might be wondering at this point where these pagan gods come from. The uh, Bible actually explains it, and I'll expand on this further in a later episode. But real briefly, uh, just so you have an idea, some come from man's mind, uh, like the story of the golden calf that the Hebrews made and worshipped that was described in the book of Exodus. Um, Most of the pagan gods are actually demons masquerading as deities, and a few are the first fallen angels uh, that you will read about in Genesis chapter 6, 1 through 12. Can you believe that? How many of you have heard that stuff before? I tell you right now, my microphone is definitely giving me a look of shock. Um, never heard this much before until I actually started to read my Bible. Uh, you'd be amazed at what's in this book that churches don't often talk about, which is weird to me because you know some of it's actually pretty interesting. So I honestly think that some of these old pagan god rituals are followed today uh, in secret by some groups, specifically the rituals dedicated to Satan. I uh, came to this conclusion based on a lot of different material I read about occult stuff and satanic rituals, uh, what's going on today with sexualizing of children, and the uh, hard push to get kids confused about their sexual identity is a core theme in these books that talk about satanic occults. Um, What's even crazier... Uh, is you'd be surprised how mainstream some of these occult symbols are, uh, and most of us don't even know it. So there's actually a really interesting book. It's a short read. It's called <laughs> it's called Cannibalism, Blood Drinking, and High Adept Satanism. It's uh, written by a guy named Kurth Barker. Uh, as you can see from the title, not something you want to read as a bedtime story to the miners. <laughs> um Now, whether you believe Kurt's story or not, it's still an interesting read, so I definitely recommend it. So this book is an autobiography by Kurt, uh, who was the victim of childhood satanic ritual abuse. Uh, I won't dive deep into the book here because some of it is um, pretty heavy, Um, but the gist of it is Kurt was assaulted for many years by a close family friend who was pretty wealthy and influential uh, within his community. So... Kurth actually goes on to explain that this uh, family friend was part of a large Luciferian cult that included a lot of rich and prominent people around him. Uh, He goes on to state that the motivations for these things is largely due to the fact that the people who follow these type of Luciferian cult practices 
uh, generally view the human race as nothing more than human-shaped animals and not people, if that makes any sense. So Kurt talks a lot about how these Luciferian cults are big into sexualizing kids and uh, cross-dressing adults for uh, sexual pleasure. Uh, So Kurth eventually was able to escape the Luciferian cult when he got older, thanks to the help of a friend he made. Um, He unfortunately never felt safe going to the police due to the wildness of the story, which which I don't blame him. I mean, what cop would believe that (laughs) that story if you told him, uh, you know, hey, I'm uh, I'm getting held by a Luciferian cult and I need help. (laughs) You know, you'd, you'd immediately get thrown into the nut house. Um, or people would immediately assume you're, you know, touched in the mind. Uh, so the other reason he, uh, never went to the police is because Kurth was, uh, growing up in a small town there. And unfortunately the, uh, family friend who was again, really wealthy and influential, um, had a lot of influence with the local police force. And, um, that's, uh, it's real unfortunate that he didn't feel safe going to the police, Um, But luckily, he was able to get out, and he talks about all that in his book. So again, it's an interesting read to check it out when you have the time. And uh, that's it for now, so I hope you guys found that somewhat interesting. Um, The next episode will hopefully be out in a few weeks, and I'll have a speaker with me this time who will be talking about how the U.S. school system was funded early on by John D. Rockefeller, and why his policy of forced general education at a young age is detrimental to our society. And it was intentionally done in an effort to erode family values and replace it with industrial indoctrination to create a society of non-self-aware workers. Sounds crazy, but when you think about what's going on in these days and how some people are, might not be too far from the truth. So if you like what you're hearing so far and want to feel what it's like to slowly feel the sanity leave your mind, then feel free to follow the Justified Belief Podcast Facebook page to stay up to date on upcoming episodes, book recommendations, and to stay on top of the various discussions we'll be having. If you have any suggestions for the show or want to be on the show, feel free to shoot me an email at justifiedbelief at gmail.com. Good night and God bless.